Aloha. This is international baritone Quinn Kelsey, and this is the CBH Podcast. Yes. Good morning. What is it? Thursday, October 28th. I've been working this week. I uh, had to go into Washington and uh, rehearse for the uh, Washington National Opera for our uh, big coming home concert. Uh, that's coming up in a, I don't know, like a week and a half, really not that far away. Uh, but it was, I know it was exciting for all of them up there. It was the first time they've had people in the building uh, since pandemic. So this is a big deal. It's funny, you know, a lot of us have been back to work. I've been back to work since uh, a while now, uh, but but you could sense all over again these people's joy and just being back in the space and and um, and I mean you know administration and and um, uh, the artistic staff and all the stage people and and um, you could just sense everybody just joy and seeing each other again really uh, and being in the room and making music it's it's um, that that has been an interesting aspect of this to to be at different companies three now. Uh, for their moment back, and um, it, you see the joy all over again. You see the gratefulness on everybody's face. That's really been uh, rewarding. Um, that's uh, um, that's been a really fun part of it. Uh, just just um, people's genuine enthusiasm to see their friends and colleagues again, and and to just um, feel normal. You know, we're still all masked up, of course. Nobody's taking their mask off, um, but but. Um, um, you know, we're in the room and making music. And so to see people's, um, joy at it being the first time, uh, a couple of times now has been really fun. Uh, it, it, it reminds you, it, it quickly, uh, reminds you of how grateful you need to maintain. Um, you know, we can't go back. <laughs> we can't go back to that moment where we're begrudgingly walking into the room for the first day of school and, and going, Oh man, all right, you know we just have to we have to stay grateful and and we're making music and it's been really fun and all the usual issues and things that have to be worked out are there. The whole artistic process has not changed. Some people are more prepared than others. Some people are more enthusiastic than others. That that stuff doesn't doesn't really change. But the the gratefulness of everyone to be back in the room is still palpable, and uh, I'm enjoying that. Um. My very first day of work uh, went fine, totally went fine. And then I'm driving home. This is where things get interesting. Uh, I bought a new car. I bought a new car um, six weeks ago, eight weeks, seven weeks ago. Um, new to me anyway. I don't buy new cars. You know, we've already talked about that. I would never buy a new car. Only a fool would buy a brand new car. You can write that down. If you've bought a new car, you are a fool. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, it's new to me, and um, you know my truck had to go. We talk about the truck here. It had to go. It it had just been on a tow truck one too many times, and it was time for something a little more reliable. Uh, uh, you know, specifically because I was going to be driving in for this gig downtown, uh, and I needed something that I knew would make it to work. And so I bought a I bought a new car, and um, and I love it. I love it. So 
first day of work, of course, of course. Uh, I'm driving home, and um, you sort of have to like wind your way through a couple of neighborhoods before you can jump on the highway. Uh, we don't actually rehearse at the Kennedy Center. Like most opera houses, they have a, a rehearsal space that's separate from the theater, especially if they don't own the theater. Mo- most specifically, um, you know, when they don't own the theater and the theater is shared. And so we're at a, a beautiful facility uh, north of downtown. And it's in a neighborhood. It feels very much like a like a college neighborhood. That's that's the kind of feeling it has. And it's um, uh, it's a great space, really. It's a perfect space. It, they seem to have two or maybe even three full stage size rooms. Um, I don't know if they get sets in there. I would imagine they could. Uh, who knows? The loading is always a, always an issue with that kind of thing. But um, they have huge three huge um, warehouse rooms, stage size. And then there's um, the whole costume departments up there and administrative offices. I believe some of them are up there, not all of them. They seem to. Ha- they also seem to have some near the Kennedy Center or, or perhaps actually inside of it. I'm not sure. Um, so it's in this college kind of town, you know, and we all remember what college towns are like. It's all like narrow streets and, and, and uh, you know, everybody's trying to like fight for parking spaces and, and there's a lot of you know, cute small restaurants and a lot of people walking. And so it, it has that sort of feel, but it is kind of um, cramped driving, if that makes sense. You know, a lot of a lot of people trying to make a lot of moves in a small space, like any college town I ever lived in. Oh, oh, traffic was always kind of an issue. Uh, and so you sort of wind through some neighborhoody areas uh, on your way back to the to the highway. And it's going fine, you know. I'm not, I'm, I'm driving like somebody in a new... Uh, neighborhood. You don't exactly know where you're going, so you're, you're, you're being a little bit extra cautious. And um, finally make my way to an intersection where I'm going to get onto a road. It's not an on-ramp, but it's like the road leading to the on-ramp, if you can imagine. It's not some significant intersection, but it's about to lead to the on-ramp to the highway. And it's a four-way stop. And so I approach the intersection, and there's a truck, big truck, like... Um, uh, not a not a semi tractor trailer or anything like that, but but also not a pickup truck. Halfway between those two things, uh, it's got a huge cab, and and it, on the side of it it says uh, you know bath and tile, something like that, some kind of um, you know work truck, work truck where they're bringing in materials and and uh, you know going to go renovate your bathroom. And so we get to the four way stop, and he's already halfway through. When I get to the stop sign, he's already halfway through, and he and he pulls all the way through. Now he. He's immediately met with um, another portion of these of this on ramp, uh, but it's kind of a short street. Now I don't know this at the time, but he clears the intersection and and it's my turn and it's safe to go and I and I start crossing this uh, this intersection on my way to the on ramp, and I'm three fourths of the way through and suddenly I realize this guy's backing up and he's backing up fast and he's coming right from my door. And it all happens in a blink, you know, just like a blink. Like you can't believe he's not going to stop. <laughs> you can't believe it's happening. And you're not really sure like if there's an, an evasive move, you know, like it's all happening. It's, it's in a second that you realize it's happening. And I'm three-fourths of the way through and I see that this guy's reverse lights are on. Now he is reversing. He is backing up through an intersection. That's what's, that's the, that was his choice in the moment. And I see he's coming right from my door. I gun it. 
I don't know, instinctively just like get the hell out of the way. Uh, and I, and I, and I slam on the gas to get myself through the intersection. And sure enough, the guy clips, uh, my rear quarter panel behind the tire. So I was so close, so close to clearing, uh, but he hit me, um, it wasn't a tremendous hit, but my God, I was so disheartened. I was like, this thing is brand new to me. <laughs> it's not brand new, but it's brand new to me and it's shiny and I like it. <laughs> and, uh, this guy who's got like, you know, on the back of his truck, it's got like a big ledge, you know, where they might step up on or that, um, uh, a ramp might pull out of. It's a huge steel bumper. And this is the thing that goes right into my quarter panel. My um, very shiny, very new-to-me quarter panel. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's such a, it's a disheartening moment. <laughs> you know you've just had, uh, you're about to burn some time. <laughs> Your ride home is ruined. Your new car to you is no longer uh, unblemished. And, um, uh, you know, and it was for something dumb, you know, and not even something I was doing dumb. I'm, <laughs> if something stupid happens when I'm at fault, okay, that's one thing. But when it's somebody else, you're like, God damn it, dude, come on. You know, who backs up through an intersection? And so I pull my car over and hit the, uh, hit my uh, emergency lights and, and he, uh, you know, he just continues backing up through the intersection. I mean, he's, he's already halfway through the stupid thing. Might as well finish the stupid thing. And uh, so he, he, he backs the way through. Now, <laughs> I think it's a floor and tile guy. What does a floor and tile guy look like? So in my head, floor and tile guy looks like, you know, late 50s, married guy, couple kids, maybe younger, maybe older, you know, just um, a, 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 a simple um, tradesman, you know, just a, just a guy who, who goes and, and, uh, takes out that tile in your bathroom or whatever he does. And, and I just, I picture a, that it's going to be, um, a, a very, um, passive looking human. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right, <laughs> uh, but that's what you, that's the idea to have in my head and, um, opens the door. The guy's as tall as me, you know, whatever, six foot four, six foot five. He's at least 300. Well, he is 300 pounds because I took a picture of his, <laughs> of his driver's license. He was definitely 300 pounds, uh, shaved head, neck tattoo, tattoo, arm sleeves. His jeans are falling off him. His, his combat boots are 25 years old and look like they've been through the mud. The guy, <laughs> The guy is um, a little bit intimidating. <laughs> and he's got two passengers, two other workers, who um, also uh, don't match his description, but um, 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 match his um, match his group. <laughs> a lot of tattoos. <laughs> They're pretty hard. They're pretty hard-looking guys. Um, um, yeah, you know, like central casting for... <laughs> this is a, get myself in trouble. Uh, central casting for for um, a cop show uh, where you might stereotypically um, uh, start a bar fight. 
That's what we'll say. Three guys that look like they might own motorcycles and start a bar fight. Um, you know, and I'm getting out of my little shiny sports car and, uh, and I'm, I'm fuming, you know, I'm like pissed that your initial, you know, you're like, my hands were shaking, you know, it, it, it made a loud sound. Fortunately, no airbags popped, you know, there's all these side impact airbags, but I think because I was behind the tire, um, that uh, none of that happened, which thank God, you know, it would have been, you start getting ridiculously expensive when, when, um, when that happens. Uh, but immediately the guy's like a big teddy bear. He's backed way up. He knows exactly what he's done, admits fault instantaneously, wants to make sure I'm okay. You know, like he's very, uh, uh, being attentive to, to, uh, he's being sensitive, you know, smartly. He did, he definitely deescalate, you know, deescalated my, um, initial, I, I wasn't even fired up, but you're just like sort of intensely focused in that moment. Like you're, you're, everything is just like firing quickly. Like, okay, where are we? Do we need help? Is there, do I need a tow truck? Does this thing run? What's the damage? Does this guy, you know, I have no idea what, what his story is, but he's apologizing. Like he's got, <laughs> he's apologizing to me. Like he's got six warrants. Like, <laughs> please don't call the police. I don't want to make assumptions. I don't, there's no, you know, I don't want to say because you have a neck tattoo that you have warrants out, but I, I, I will say the skull t- neck tattoo is maybe an indicator that you might. <laughs> I realize it sounds like I'm profiling right now, but in the, in the reality of the moment, I was, I was hoping to see a certain type of character and I, and I saw a different one. And, um, you know, but, but again, like he was just a big teddy bear and, and was very, um, concerned that I might be hurt or, or, um, or that I might, you know, he, he, he was completely apologetic and took full blame instantaneously. And, and the other guys in the car hopped out too, and they were cool. And, and we all made sure that everybody was fine. And, you know, you know, after you have a second to like pump the brakes, <laughs> pun intended, and, um, just, um, uh, calm down for a second and you realize it's just metal and plastic and nobody's hurt. Uh, nobody's hurt. This is what car insurance is literally for. And, and what it is, is a pain in the ass. Um, uh, you know, just bringing cars in to get estimates and insurance companies. And, you know, nobody was there. The police don't come to car accidents in Maryland. Apparently, uh, you just exchange information and go on your way, especially if the cars were both drivable, which they were. And I didn't, I didn't notice any kind of shimmy in the car. There was no structural damage. It was all cosmetic. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't coming through at 30 miles an hour, uh, but he was, he, he backed up into me. Um, and so, uh, you know, looks like I'll be on a, I'll be on a rental car for the next week or so, which is too bad. I liked my new car. Um, uh, but re- you know, ultimately it really wasn't that, that a horrific a damage. And, and, um, but in the moment you're just like, I haven't been in an accident for 15 or 20 years. I can't remember. I had a guy, um, I, I had to lock up the brakes on a, on a small street in New Haven, actually another college town where a guy just pulled into an intersection. I had to lock up the brakes and I, I hit him and you know, hardly any damage to his old car. And I lost a, I lost a front headlight, but that's, you know, that's 15 years ago, maybe almost 20. Yeah, almost 20. And, uh, and so it's been a long time. And so you just even forget what you're supposed to do. And so, you know, you just have this phrase in your head, exchange information. And that's, and that's, um, 
what we did. Of course, he had no proof of insurance, but it was a, it was a business truck, so I had no concern that it might not be insured. Um, uh, and he was, you know, he gave me everything he had, everything he could, the the uh, you know his license and the, and the vehicle registration and the name and the phone number of the owner of the truck and the owner of the company, and you know, just like was very thorough to make sure that I was comfortable leaving the leaving the scene and um you know it all it all worked out you know insurance companies deal with this kind of crap and so you make a few phone calls you tell people what happened and uh you know and between him and his boss and and some office worker they all <laughs> completely admitted a hundred percent blame on this guy's fault so there should be nothing out of pocket i say uh but you never know the <laughs> at some point uh, you know, you can, you can, uh, sort of imagine that I'll have to pay something at some point, but, um, so be it. Like I said, nobody hurt. I was alone in the car. Fortunately, I was alone. If my son had been in the car, well, he sits on the other side, but you know, like if you, you just have these scenarios in your head, like if I had passengers or I had somebody in that back seat, or I hadn't gunned it when I saw him coming or if he was coming faster, all those, all those like little what ifs, um, uh, you know, could have been a million times worse. So the, this was nothing, ultimately nothing. <laughs> it was just the moment the guy stepped out of the car that I thought, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to get stuffed in the back of this truck and disappear, or that truck is full of something illegal and, <laughs> and they're going to be super nice to get me out of here. <laughs> and everybody, including his company, have been super nice. I go, this is a little suspect. <laughs> Uh, I'm reminded of a couple of episodes of Sopranos, The Sopranos, not not voice Sopranos, <laughs> the television show. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that. Really not not a huge deal, just a pain in the ass. That's all it is, just a pain in the ass. Everybody's been in a car accident. I, you know, this is not my first and, and hopefully it's my last, but, uh, you know, we all got into fender benders uh, in high school. I remember that, you know, you're all... Everybody's driving, thinking they're invincible and doing dumb things and not stopping and going too fast and all that stuff. And, you know, fortunately, these cars are all made now to uh, survive much worse accidents than that. Uh, but, you know, the the car has like all these uh, sensors all around it, like, you know, parking sensors and, and lane sensors and all that stuff. And I was worried, you know, he, he took out the he took out the rear quarter panel, which is effectively the bumper. And I thought, oh, man, if if you start messing with those sensors i bet this gets real expensive but it turned out it was really um uh, nothing like that it was such a like a t-bone uh, situation that there was only impact in one spot uh, and it didn't it didn't shift anything else so fortunate for his insurance company or the companies i probably won't hire hire that bath and tile company but who knows maybe i just made a nice new contact <laughs> i 100 percent don't want that guy in my house <laughs> Oh, I know I'm judging a book by its cover here, and there's all sorts of reasons why that's not why I'm not supposed to do that. But um, you know, the neck tattoo for me is a is a non-starter. I can remember uh, first seeing neck tattoos, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It was it was really pretty rare that you would see one. They seem to be more common now, but I I can't think of a better way to never really make a good living in life unless you're a rock star. <laughs> I feel like when you go in for the job interview, that neck tattoo really works against you, especially a skull. <laughs> it's a choice. You know, I, I have uh, seven tattoos. I love tattoos. 
I love the process. I love I love the whole I love the whole part. I love the whole thing. I have a I have a new one and and um uh you know, I love that. I I really do enjoy it. Um and I understand why people get addicted to them, but the the neck tattoo is a choice. You have you have um decided things. <laughs> it's not going to be cool when you're 75. <laughs> it's it's going to be folded over itself and uh <laughs> Anyway, enough profiling from CBH this morning. Uh, everything's fine. Small fender bender. Uh, more more uh, Washington National rehearsal this week and next week, and then we'll do our shows and um, and uh, hopefully some exciting news to announce soon uh, uh, with, uh, with Washington. I love you for listening. Everybody have a great Halloween weekend. It's CBH birthday weekend. I was born on Halloween. That's right. The devil was born on Halloween, uh, and so I'll be uh, celebrating here with my with my family, and I'll be putting on my usual Michael Myers uh, costume and terrorizing children. Uh, it's the one day of the year that I really, really enjoy. That's not true, but it's fun. Uh, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Okay, thanks. Bye. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove You got a fast car I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at the convenience store Managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just across the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs And finally see what it means to be living See, my old man's got a problem Here with the bottle, that's the way it is He says his body's too old for working Body's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said somebody's got to take care of him So I quit school and that's what I did You got a fast car Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way I remember when we were driving, driving in your car Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk City lights day out before us And your arm felt nice, wrapped around my shoulder And I, I, had a feeling that I belonged I, I, had a feeling I could be someone Be someone, be someone Get a fast car We go cruise and entertain ourselves Still ain't got a job Now work in the market as a checkout girl I know things will get better You'll find work and I'll get promoted We'll move out of the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs So 